will hate me because you're all Republicans and I am different from you. Oh, that's the other guy. Sorry. Oh. No, I I speak the one that goes like not the one that goes like the one that doesn't sound like you have a mouthful of gum trying to read and then we play the tape backwards, right? Exactly. Alright, good. Hello. Hi. Hi. Long time no see. I know. Hi, everyone. This is Fight Forever. It's a show about wrestling. The most but fanciful podcast of wrestling on the internet. It is. It's, it's very fancy. It's fancy what we do here. Um, we're after. We're back after a little bit of a uh, sort of planned, sort of unplanned hiatus. Um, Colin was planning on missing for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I've had a bit of. Uh, <laughs> rearranging in my schedule that kind of prevented me from allowing the show to continue sure for the last couple of weeks but we're back we're back so anyways yeah we're happy to be back everyone yeah um yeah what the fuck happened it's really hard to so there's a certain amount of stability you get in the week-to-week format which all we have to do is kind of just talk about what happened um because there's so little to talk about there's usually enough to kind of pick at and piss moan about but, yeah no um for the last couple of weeks just watching this little bit of wrestling i'm going um wrestling sucks wrestling wrestling's not great right sorry let me rephrase the wwe right now is not uh, super great kind of in yeah. this postmania summer doldrums no it sucks it's boring yeah and it's bad and ratings are low and nobody gives a shit yeah so it sucks and to show how much it sucks Jinder Mahal is champion well there's some stuff to unpack there that I think is going to make a fascinating conversation because frankly that's the only newsworthy piece of bullshit that's happened in a month um and I don't know if it's a hundred percent positive, but it isn't a holy alloy. It isn't a. It was a complete negative. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. So we're gonna crack into gender, and then uh, uh, because again, literally three weeks of television, two pay per views, nothing really, really important, to, meaningful to talk about. Um. Then we're gonna crack off with a with a one of our patented retro reviews. So um. Colin, do we want to do the damn thing? Uh, yeah. Let's let's do the thing. Do the thing. So, Yender Mahal. Don't hit the table. Yender Mahal. Yonder Mahagabal. Joe, Joe, Joe Ender, Joe Ender, Joe, Joe, Joe McHale. Yeah, so, uh, he beat Randy Orton. And he's gender, gender Mahal, gender fucking Mahal is the champion. So he's, he's Canadian Indian, Indo-Canadian. Indo-Canadian. The son, nephew of Gama Singh. I don't know. 
whatever mm-hmm. wrestling Canadian Indo Indo Canadian wrestling family, um, famed jobber, um, come back to ascend to the heights of the business. Uh, yeah, the pretty much the highest height of the business you can get to, um, besides being somebody more good and famous. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's holding the same belt that chronologically Steve Austin, The Rock. Can we talk about these pretend belt lineages? Yes, please. Let's talk about them. They're pretend and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. Because they've been glued together from a million other belts. Like this belt can draw a line from all the way to Antonio Rocco back in 1920. No, 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 it can't. That's all bullshit made up. Yeah, that's that's not real. It maybe goes back as far as the company says it does. Whoopty shit. Yeah, but still, just if we're going to look at the quote-unquote prestige of this belt, this famed jobber who has won three times since coming back. Well, four times, because he remember yeah. he had to beat Randy Orton. Yeah. And Sami Zayn, so four times. Yeah, so that guy ended up... Uh, just getting the whole fucking thing. Well, so the best, the biggest thing. So let's point out first thing. Let's point out. You are the you are now a wrestling champion. What does that mean in 2017? Eh, not that much. We're about 20 years past from wrestling being cool, and people like us are still clinging to it. So, um, congratulations. You are a you're a big fish in a small pond. But, but, that's why I think they've done this. That's kind of why I feel like Ginger's in this position. Now, before we bitch about this too much, can we just go on record and give this a thumbs up or thumbs, or not even so simplistic, but I don't think we're either, both of us are wholly against the idea of Ginger Mahal being champion. No, because... I don't care about the prestige of a belt. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of nonsense. Win-loss records don't mean anything when... Win-loss records don't mean anything uh, when this is a made-up sport. Even in the real sport, Colin. What the fuck happened to Ronda Rousey? She won how many and then lost two and suddenly she's fucking, what, done? Retired out the game a laughingstock? Well, it's not that she lost, it's how she lost. Um, because, like, she was made a clown of in her last match because uh, she went out, she didn't even fucking block it, and didn't even feel like she really tried. You know? She probably didn't. Um, because UFC's also fake. It just doesn't want to pretend yeah. like it is. But, I mean, she did put over this other chick really hard, so. Yeah, yeah she's just going to her movie deals. Yep. Waiting on that Expendables 4, I guess. Or maybe she's going to get signed by WWE. Going to pull a reverse CM Punk. Uh, or just a Brock Lesnar. Or a reverse Brock Lesnar. Blonk. Block Blonk Lone Star. <laughs> Bork Laser. Um, so, the thing about Jinder Mahal, though. Um, I mean, this is kind of anecdotal. Uh, an anecdotal case, but... You know, there are some Indian people who you can read up on who, you know, specifically have said, you know, this is awesome because representation and, you know, the cultural progression of shit and the fact that there's, like, somebody who is, I mean... Isn't just some fucking white dude. Yeah. And, like, 
they're actually taking they're fucking bothering to make you know a real Punjabi like accurate celebration yeah there's um, actually a really nice article in cage side seats where someone kind of broke down kind of a, a, a Punjab Sikh perspective kind of someone who is who's got one foot in that cultural world but also one foot in kind of being a wrestling fan to kind of contextualize it for us fucking gringos yeah and the fact that it's culturally respectful and accurate and yeah you know he's speaking uh punjabi like throughout this entire i mean there's something nice about this company diversifying you know shinsuke nakamura speaking in japanese in some of his promos gender speaking in punjabi uh you know, like Finn doing whatever the fuck it is Finn Balor does. <laughs> I mean, Cesaro, Sheamus, all those people yeah. can't understand a word they say, but it's so nice that, that they're here and getting to punch each other for money. Yeah, you know, and Vince listens to these guys and goes, <laughs> they talk funny. Yeah, so it's been, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's sort of, Here's my problem with gender. And I, it's not my problem with gender. It's sort of... I have a small issue with, I think, how the company's thinking about this. I see the line of logic, but... Wrestling is not cool. Wrestling is not hot. The best wrestling... And whatever. Take our perspective what for what it is. We're kind of hardcores. Uh, this is kind of unique in the time of the business. Um, because indies, smaller companies, are putting on... It's it's a good thriving time for independent companies to get talent to put on shows to have acclaimed cards, and generally just be noticed. Um, because right now the WWE is sort of fallow; it's kind of stagnant. You know, like the big ship, a rising tide doesn't float all boats. Like the big ships are kind of sinking, but the the small ones are being held up. So uh, I don't know if they're really is a whole lot of hope to make wrestling cool again in the short term. So they're like, uh, let's find new markets. I think that's why you see a lot more women finally getting pushed and acknowledged and treated as like an actual respectable part of the show. That isn't just a sideshow for the dudes to kind of pop wood at, you know, like this forthcoming ladies tournament. Yep. And, you know, they're expanding into the British side of things because that's actually kind of popping right now. Oh, yeah. No, England's popping for wrestling they now. Are, they are trying to keep their tabs on that, but they're looking at companies, you know, in on, on they're looking at other continents, hoping that's maybe where they'll go next because you see lots of Chinese signings. You know, yep. Tian Bing, a number of those guys, Jinder Mahal, making that's their play for India. Yep. India is their number one region with the most social media interaction listen to me we're gonna go to china and we're gonna take all of their jobs and make them all punch each other for money american imperialism at its finest ladies and gentlemen um that sounds like a great idea i like the, I like the cut of your jib <laughs> and and the that that dog on your head um small business I feel like, oh yeah, oh, I feel like there's there's might be some faulty, uh, faulty logic in the idea that you can convert all of. 
I wonder how much blood there is to get out of this India stone. You know what I mean? I feel like there's an issue that's like all the social media attention. Surely a fraction of these people will start subbing for the network. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe here's the problem. You're selling a history of white Southerners pretending to fight for other white Southerners. Exactly. And like just now, what isn't going to appear on the network for several months is what will show them being represented in a way that's actually okay. There's, you know, that, that's not like the great Kali or something. I mean, that's the thing. That's Jinder is the second Indian champion, the first being great Kali, and he only goes back uh, for sporadic use mm, about a decade. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I feel like... This is not very good. This is not very good at all. Ugh. Here's the thing. If they can... And again, it's India. I think they can just do... Maybe they could just do whatever. If they can sell weekly television on the network to these regions so people can pay money to watch these people do cool shit, maybe it works. I don't know. But this whole backlog is shit. I don't know how much how much on the network that exists currently, how much content they have on offer as of right now, makes appealing in case the people that aren't us. You know what I mean? I genuinely well, wonder. Yeah, all that I really see happening is AJ Styles is going to turn on his network subscription and go, What the hell? What's up with all these brown people when what I really want to watch is my Flat Earth Society tapes? I want to watch Where's me. That Where's that documentary on the WWE Network about Flat Earth? Okay? I want him... I think AJ's just waiting for them to buy TNA and get that, that library so he can watch himself. Oh, yeah. And wistfully, like... All those wasted years. I could because have been. I could have been here pretending to be. I don't know a race car mechanic or something. I mean, there's only like seven people subscribed to the WWE Network, and somehow it's, we're two of them. It's us, Stephen Larson, what culture <laughs> as a whole, and AJ Styles. We got this whole, fucking, and then the McMahons. And then it's all okay, seven. There you go. <laughs> And they comp the, all the Mc, Mc, all the McMahons have the secret codes to just comp their accounts. Yes. So really, there's four paid WWE accounts. <laughs> Everyone's like everyone else is just sharing off of our accounts. I mean, seriously, <laughs> just be honest. Like, hey, here, here, give us money so we can watch all this stupid fucking wrestling, so you don't have to. And then when we're not using it, we'll give you the password so you can maybe watch the cool stuff. Yeah. There's like four. It's us. But really, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You just find the gifts on Twitter. That's it. That's all you really need to yeah. do. I'll watch the YouTube highlights. I'm fine. Four million subscribers on that company, YouTube, and I don't know how they're making money at it. Oh, boy. It's something. And blah, blah, blah. 205 Live is a joke, and Raw is a joke. joke and everything's a joke, and, and life SmackDown is, is really bad. Um, the only thing good in wrestling is New Japan. Go watch Best of Super Juniors. It's sick. Um, I haven't watched it yet because I don't have time to watch things I like. Well, okay. The first world problems. Here's the deal. Wrestling has been built on as many terrible, short-sighted garbage workers with dumb booking plans and worse ideas. Gender is hardly the worst offense ever in history. Okay. No, I mean, it's not really even much of an offense. The only thing that sucks about they this... They could have spent any time building him up. They just decided to, like... 
I don't even care about this. I don't give a shit about how long they spent building this because there's a way to make a shotgun thing happen here that would have been nice. As long as you have bright lights and flashing colors and funny sounds on your in front of yeah. your brain. There was a way simple to make brain. this good. And the way that they could have made it good was by not doing the Muhammad Hassan thing again. Uh, because we all know where that went, and it was terrible. All that you have to do with gender is do the same thing that you're doing, but don't make him a heel. Yeah, Just it's... make Randy Orton the heel. You know what? Make it where the heel is the guy who's the racist piece of shit, and then make him the guy who's like, yeah, I'm really misunderstood, and people are fucking prejudiced, and it's terrible, and I'm not a jerk. I'm just from another culture. But the thing is, is that people are booing him because he's a jerk. Right, because that's what we want to do. The fucking face of the company that they tried to convince us was the next hot thing was the best for business during the Daniel Bryan feud. Randy fucking Orton, fucking uh, Wonder Kid, uh, love of Vince McMahon, the apple of the WWE's eye. We're going to call him a racist and let him be a shithead about this. Have him just learn a good lesson from all this. Oh, really? Why can't we have a bunch of people in the audience take home, you know what? Maybe brown people aren't so different. And maybe they wear belts too. Okay, listen. It's just wrestling's... What is the point of wrestling? I'll tell you what the point of wrestling is, Zach. Guys with no pants are fighting over a belt so that when they get pants, they can stay up. Colin. Right? This is the point. Colin. That's why they wear those weird pants that have the straps over their shoulders. Yes. Because they don't have a belt. Yeah, they use suspenders. Um, Colin. Yes. I understand. I understand times are tough for frustrated liberals like us. But if we're looking at professional fucking wrestling to try to be a bastion of, like, cultural civility and progress in this Why world... Why not start there? Why not start in the middle of the cesspool? Vince fucking McMahon. It is tied to the hip with the current administration, my friend. Just let him die. Kill them all. Let's just wash this butthole so that it's nice and edible. Let's bleach this butthole. You heard it here first, folks. We're gonna bleach wrestling's butthole. Stop Stop trying to drain the swamp here, guys. Drain let's, my ass. Let's drain my butthole and bleach it. Um, I don't know. You could have just done anything to, like, make Muhammad... Sorry, terrible. Gender Muhammad has Mahal son. Let make You're this, a racist piece of shit now. You You're you. just going to blend in all the brown people together. I this, could keep, oh. this Rusev Mahal Hassan. Bro, dude, I haven't even brought up Ron Killings. That was his entire gimmick when he won the NWA title. It was like, y'all are just booing because I'm black. I mean, which is, I guess, is basically exactly, exactly what, what Jinder Mahal's doing <laughs> and what Muhammad Hassan is doing. Y'all are just booing Dig. me because I'm Indian. Y'all, y'all just, are just booing me because I'm Muslim. And yeah. I, for some reason, have ISIS kidnapping The Undertaker. <laughs> ISIS was not even a thing in 2007. <laughs> We're time-traveling terrorists. <laughs> what? Whatever it was, Al-Qaeda. Time Cop? I don't even... Yeah, no. The Flat Earth Society kidnapping oh, Undertaker. He's like, 
I am I am not I'm not a Muslim Colin. radical. I'm just a flat earth radical. Colin. What? Give give AJ Styles a Far Cry 5 gimmick. AJ Styles has his own fucking militant Christian militia. I mean, I flat think, earthers. I think that would be great. That would be amazing. And what needs to happen bring is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Bring back Jack Swagger. Yes. And Zed yes. Coulter. Yes. Yes. And Neil deGrasse Tyson comes out and is the manager to John Cena. And I don't know. who Who's going to be like the voice of reason besides John Cena? John Cena's... Come on. John Cena, really? Yes, John Cena. Who? No. Colin. Colin. What grown-ass man, what grown-ass man is prepared for this? The, quote, I'm telling you, a man almost 40 literally has a shirt in his uh, Pro Wrestling Tees merch store that says, Straight Edge, uh, Antisocial Sociopathic Jerk. My friend, this is how we bring CM Punk back. It's like, hey, I'm a really fucking annoying piece of shit, but I won't try to kill you. I've got it. It's not the Bullet Club anymore. It's going to be the Round Earth Club. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's going to be Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Neil deGrasse Tyson. CM Punk. And, um, R-Truth. For no reason. R-Truth. They're trying. They're just, they have to work him <laughs> in. And Gold Dust is part of Flat Earth Society. Oh, that's the most amusing thing on Raw, by the way. Okay. Just to let everyone know, it's just Gold Dust. <laughs> Go, well, no, it's not even Gold Dust. It's Gold Dust is back to doing his thing from to, uh, 1997. That is really interesting. <laughs> when he was like a giant uh, Oscar, like when he was just a gold movie man, like I think that's kind of where that started. It's like... We're going to paint you gold, and you're going to be really into movies. Dustin, you're going to be the Oscar. And, well, okay, having him be this, like, weird, effeminate dude, like, at this point in time, I would love to see that with, like, transgender culture going on. Yeah, now... By the way, you know what? I'm just going to get off of this for a second and then just talk about, like, something that is not involved with wrestling whatsoever. I was watching a video earlier today about this woman who fell in love with a train station... And I just had this idea in my head of, wait, does this make her transgender? No. She's transsexual. <sighs> Colin. <laughs> now that we're thinking about this. Yes. Make, literally have Goldust do what he was doing in two, 1997. Uh-huh. Except he's a face. Because yes. he's a, he's an old southern man. I say old. Probably in his, what, late 40s? Whatever. Mm -hmm. He's a southern man dressed up in goofy costumes and wigs. He's like a perfect drag queen. And just make it a face. And people have him run around go, yes, queen. And people love it. It'll be great. I I already love it. I think the only person who'd be like, I find this uncomfortable is Vince McMahon. Besides AJ Styles. Well, and, you know, AJ would be one. Because he'd be like, the gay community. What if they made AJ Styles team with gold dust as the gay community. I, I already like it. See, there we go. That's his Oh, there you go. So AJ he, Styles, it's his Gold it's, Dust and Darren Young. That's what happened. As there, the gay community. Okay, so Titus O'Neil, Darren Young, cuz Titus is cool and has always been bros with Darren. So those two AJ um AJ Styles. Okay, so that's exactly what it is. It's like when the Nexus won the right to enslave John Cena. You always, you always, you remember like 
those weird angles where it's like you can't work with that stable anymore. Now you got to be our guy. Ugh. So can, can we just make our own wrestling company called the Liberal Wrestling Coalition? Um, the, the, the 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 PC Wrestling the Coalition. PC Wrestling. Everyone gets uh, time off and profit sharing, <laughs> and and everyone's got health care. That's your gimmick. Got, yeah. We we give all of our <laughs> we're the ultimate faces, but people still boo us. Yeah, because it's not good and we go out of business immediately <laughs> well, and we're and we're saying like you know you guys beat the crap out of each other but just make sure no slurs don't don't like you know say anything hurtful unless you do then it's like a worked shoot then it's like oh no hmm hmm <laughs> okay cool good so you so know. you're you just said this in character not actually as, because our HR department has to be working overtime all the time for our PC wrestling coalition professional championship wrestling <laughs> uh, oh oh well okay but listen you know who we could pull for this company uh, just right off and not have to like adjust in the least bit is uh, Nia Jax with her like spastic kind of she's a big scary monster lady but she's actually really cool because she's a former well, fitness model and she's beautiful and it's yeah, great and it's she's good. a very but attractive plus size model and heavy set and is tall and will beat the fuck up out of you but and she's a monster but not like a monster you know she's like a beast but like in a good way because she's still like effeminate and you know it's cool and that's grand and empowered and <laughs> we spent that's that's her that's her theme music what yes. do you think how we? How do we like it? It's good. Just, I think just it's have her come out to firework by Katy Perry. Perfect. Like, that it. does says everything we need. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? That's actually the lyric. Yes. Oh, that is right. It is a plastic. I don't listen to radio. Drifting through the wind, hoping to start again. Keep going. Do you ever feel? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna keep. Just hold night. <laughs> Shine just July. Hey man, I think this joke is dead. Do we have anything else? Let's just to keep say? on moving on to the next seg segment. This is Fight Forever Podcast. Here's the music. Well, hello. Hello. Welcome back. I'd like to issue an apology to Katy Perry. Why? We're sorry you're not any good. Because she's right now kind of stealing from black culture and all that. And, you know, she's got the haircut like she steals from black culture, you know, uh, doing that whole cultural appropriation doing, thing. Doing, like doing, the, Cyrus and doing the whole white person thing. Yeah, white doing, do, doing that whole like Elvis thing, you know, which is like, okay, you know what? You, 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 you keep on going, girl. But... I mean, before, you know, poor Katie, poor Katie, she, she got, she got thrust into something that she kissed a girl and she liked it. And then it just took off the taste of that cherry chapstick. <sighs> that lady was singing gospel music. 
until she met with the team of image handlers and they said, hey, they said this feels so wrong, but it feels so right. We're going to make you a big it deal. It don't mean I'm in love tonight. So kiss a girl just to try it. Hope your boyfriend don't mind it. Okay, Colin. It's a triple threat yes. between Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, and Taylor Swift. How does it end? Um, it ends just like the Mickey James uh, Tris Stratus thing, where Miley Cyrus does that little uh, cunnilingus gesture. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, I think Miley steals the win, though. Because like, she comes in on a wrecking ball. And then just demolishes the ring. I thought you. I thought you were gonna say it ends because I have a weird boner at the age of thirteen. Yeah. Well, I feel like Kendrick Lamar comes out and interferes for Taylor Swift, and that could make her help. But then Kanye West comes out and starts fighting Kendrick, and then it just gets really. And then Drake comes out and he starts singing and cries in the corner. There we go. And then it's a six way. Then it's a. Then it's then it becomes a two on two on two intergender tag match, and um, uh, that would be the greatest MTV Music Awards I think I could ever remember. Yeah, and uh, and then Eminem is the special guest referee. Oh, because we're back in two thousand. Yes, <laughs> just like today's retro review, hey! Armageddon two thousand. So what Armageddon was... 2000. This mm. is the peak of the Attitude Era. Um, debatable. debatable. The, the decline of the Attitude this Era. This is the peak of the decline of the, <laughs> the Attitude, Attitude Era. Era. Yes, there we go. This is the start of wrestling not being cool. Yes. It still had everyone. All of the players were there, but something had changed. You could just tell. Everyone was like, yeah, this whole, like, run around in my underwear and pretend to fight things, uh, we're, it's not going to work anymore, because... That guy's coming out to Limp Biscuit, so, uh, I mean, the, the end is here, gentlemen. It's already over. The end is nigh. Yeah, the end is nigh. So, uh, yeah. Why let's... in God's name did you pick this show? Do you really want to know why? Do you really want to know? I do. Because this is just something that I just figured, like, I just wanted to pick out, like, a random Armageddon one. <laughs> And this one, it was the first specifically thing to click. It was starts with the letter A, so it was the first pay per view in the Ross WWE section well, you started. I figured we need to go back to uh, like not good Attitude Era and review something with tons of intergender matches where we see a bunch of men beat up women. You know, we see. Like some people that you know in a totally different light, like William Regal and his in his midst of his yeah his painkiller problems. Colin, is women beating up men progressive or not progressive? That's the question that I keep asking myself all the time because in England right now they're still kind of doing it where they'll have women come in, but it's not men beating up women; it's women beating up men in England. You know, they have the women come in and just kick the shit out of men. God, I'm completely spacing on her name now, but Miss Johnny Gargano um, makes it, uh, uh, makes, is, the entire career is, uh, uh, based on kind of fighting dudes. So, I mean, God, who was the name? Damn it, that's gonna bug me now. Oh, well. Sorry, I'm distracted by a spiky, sparkly Chris Jericho thing. Um, yeah, okay. So, um, 
Armageddon 2000. Do we start with the women beating? Is that where we're going? Oh, I guess we do. Check out those show notes. Yes, we do. Because uh, the first match is the Radicals, which is Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, and Perry Saturn uh, versus Team Extreme, which is Matt, Jeff Hardy, and Lita. And in this match, the setup to this uh, in the promo package that they show is uh, Malenko comes up and starts hitting on Lita. Lita's like, oh yeah, I'm into this. And then they go out on a date and then uh, Malenko's like, hey, we'll come back to my hotel room. And then Lita's like, yes, absolutely. And then she goes to the hotel room. She starts wearing like these like lacy panty bra stuff. Yeah, that lingerie. And then she lays on the bed and she's like, oh, Dean, just turn out the lights for a second. And then he does. And then uh, he turns them back on, and then Matt Hardy's behind him, and he's just like, "Yeah, you've fallen into my trap." So <laughs> the seven deities have pushed me back fifteen years. <laughs> with my ex-girlfriend, I had a very bad public breakup with. This isn't going to be weird making jokes. <laughs> this isn't awkward at all. Oh. Yes, it's delightful. We'll just delete this. So then uh, Team Extreme beats the shit out of Dean Malenko, so he's all mad and shit about that, and so they need a match together. So um, through this match, uh, Eddie gets eliminated first um, by a swanton bomb from Jeff. Then Jeff gets eliminated. Um, Then Matt Hardy kind of cleans house for a while. Uh, he eliminates Saturn, and then Malenko kind of pulls the the fast one on him, and then eliminates him soon, like really fast in a roll up. So after that point, it's just Malenko and Lita. Now Lita is showing this great, um, you know, this great little matchup. She starts reversing things that he's doing left and right, you know, catching punches. You know, she's doing great. She sets up for a swanton bomb, and then. Uh, after that, uh, he gets out of the way, and then Malenko just starts beating the shit out of her. Like, he slams her, it's obvious that she's knocked out, but he keeps lifting her up right before the three count. He keeps beating the fuck out of her and slamming her against the ground and just keeps lifting her up before the count of three, and then eventually puts her in a Texas cloverleaf and she taps out. So, I don't want to say that, um... I don't want to continue the, uh, the just the scandalous assertion that Dean Blanco is not boring, but even your recap of that match is kind of making me blink, kind of not yeah. off. Here's my question. Uh, what did you think of Malenko and Saturn? Because you never watched WCW, and you have not really had a whole lot of like um, experience kind of going back and watching so it. So his entire character in this, and this is kind of what I really wanted to address, was that his character that they really showed in this was how shitty of a guy he is. Um... They show him, like, just beating... Because he is hardly involved with the match. You know, he kind of cowers out and tags in Eddie, and then Saturn comes through. And he kind of avoids the match the whole time until he gets a chance to swoop in, eliminate Matt, and then beat the shit out of Lita for five minutes. What a heel. What a heel. So, I guess in a way, that's a really good, um, you know, just bad guying in general... 
Um, but they make him this cowardly heel. I mean, again, um, that's very classic bad guying. But is that cheap heat? Is like being just a coward? And well, a woman I guess beater? that's the thing is that I feel like they didn't really give him a good opportunity to really showcase himself just by well, this pay per view alone. I mean, no, so. but there's a whole there's a whole backlog of stuff from him because he was a in WCW. Malenko was like this, like oh, he's a super technical stretcher, and right. like he's the Ice Man, well, a man of a thousand holds. And that's how I know up. him is yeah. like him and Benoit being these. You know, just badass technical wrestlers. But because Benoit fights later on in the night, you can tell they were trying to do something different with Malenko by just making him just a shit heel. You uh, know, I guess I'm just interested in what you really think of Perry Saturn. I mean, he doesn't really do a whole lot. He's just kind of basic in this. Um, you know, Eddie and Perry Saturn really fall to the wayside in this cause it's little about yeah. Because it's about Dean and Lita. Well, I mean, at least they kind of. Get the emph- the emphasis in the rights p- but per- personas. What I think is hysterical is that the guy who really had the focus um, in the match, like initially, even though there wasn't any story centered around him, people were still chanting Eddie. I mean, it was Eddie sucks, but he was getting all the heat around him. Well, Eddie was the best one out of all of those guys. Yeah, out of everyone we've just listed above, like people were cheering Jeff, and they were booing Eddie. And it was clear, like, oh, that's the match people actually want to see, but they're getting this shit story with yeah. Matt and Lita and Dean Malenko. And all of those guys. It's But, you know, what? the good thing is is that all of the guys went on to continue to have long, great, uh, wonderful, fulfilling uh, careers to this very day. It was great. Every single one of them didn't have drug problems or go crazy and melt their brains and kill a bunch of people or die tragically of heart attacks because wrestling is awesome. And everyone gets uh, time off and free health care. Isn't it weird that the only two, it's Matt and Lita, who haven't, like, just absolutely fucked up? Uh, no, Dean Malenko's been fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he's still kicking. He's yeah, still he's breathing. still kicking, just, he's backstage agent. Yeah. Saturn had his problems, Jeff had his problems. You know, whatever. And Eddie's dead. Well, so. dead. Daddy. Thanks, cool. I was going to just try to lampshade that part, but awesome. <laughs> um, Hardcore Harley versus William Regal. So this was is... also not a very interesting match. So William Regal comes out, and he begins delivering a promo that is basically just, everyone from Alabama marries their cousins and doesn't use toothpaste. Oh, isn't that amusing? I'm English, and I even have better teeth than you, hillbillies. Ha! And- and everybody's like, boo. And boo. then and then Hardcore Holly comes out and he's like, I'm from Alabama. I'm going to kick your ass. You want to talk about shitty redneck racist, man. Uh, fucking, if we had Hardcore Holly still in this company, good lord. Um, You know, I think about... Um, fucking Bob Holly. I think about that thing between Bob Holly and Brock Lesnar. Oh, and it's like, well, you kind of deserved it. Yeah, that Lesnar just fucking broke his neck. Accidentally on purpose, kind of could not have broken a nicer guy's neck. Yep. Um, I never liked Holly, and also uh, this is where Regal was... I don't know if he was still having I never liked problems. Holly, but I do like the Alabama Slam. It's sort of a cool move, but you know what's even better than that is Bangarang, so even everything Holly's done has been done better by other people, so... True. Um... You know, eh, it's this is sort of bad for me to watch because I don't like to see 
one of these guys, and I don't like to see uh, William Regal in this shape. So, um, you know, it's what do you do? What do you do? It's not a terrible match. It's they're they're still professional enough to make it all work, and Regal's great at getting cheap heat, and you know, Holly's there. Holly's is serviceable enough, so it's. I mean, it exists, but whatever. This mostly just serves to fill time, I guess. Because what was this for? European? Intercontinental? European Championship. Okay, so, I mean, of course, Regal gets it. Um, Yeah, moving on. So, from there, uh, we had a really interesting intergender match because it was uh, China versus Val Venus. Now, this was in the peak of the right to censor uh, you know, yeah. angle happening throughout WWE. So, like, this is happening throughout the night. I mean... Yeah, we, those alarms crop up every so often, and it's... They were a fun little low-card act for a while. Just, um... it's a It was a cute little uh, swerve to have all these people who were, you know, the worst defenders of racy content to suddenly just be crusaders against it because wrestling is nothing if not an incredibly fucking petty business. It's true. Well, or I should just say Vince is just a petty person, but, you know, still, sometimes it makes for entertaining television. And at this point in time, uh, the Stephanie McMahon H thing was probably happening, you know? So China was in this weird downslope you know, and she was probably on her way at it from the company. But they um, were still, like, she still had enough, like, stock in the eyes of the fans to, like, roll toe-to-toe and was a mid-card champion and could beat the fuck out of low-card, mid-card dudes. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see um, her and uh, Val Venus do their thing. It's not... Neither of them were exceptionally great workers ever. They weren't ever... Yeah, they weren't terrible, you know? But, uh, yeah, China just had her issues. Right. And it was getting to be a bad place for her, so, you know. And, yeah, I mean... Shenanigans, she's trying to chase the women's title. Ivory interferes. Yep. Venus steals a cheap win over the clearly out stronger, better opponent. So, hey. Yeah. Again. Well, and that's something that's oddly progressive of the time, you know? The fact that there's this woman who clearly outclasses this guy whose normal gimmick is to be this, you know, porn star. So. Yeah. Well, you know, again, it's nothing to write home about, but it's kind of interesting to, it's interesting footnotes in the history books. Yeah. Um, so what else? What else? We got, uh, Kane versus Chris Jericho. In a last man standing match. Um, I mean, audience brawls are fine. Frankly, the only one that I find, uh, um, the only meaningful part I uh, remember from this whole match was the uh, the ending bit where they they're dropping the set on uh, on him. To yeah, keep they him drop down. the set on Kane. Because I always sort of like that. Those are fun. They can usually rig those to be some cool stuff. But Chris Jericho shoves the set elements of the set on the cane to keep him down and Teddy Long's the ref and it's uh, it's whatever. Well, that's the crazy thing to me about it. That was the most notable thing was that Teddy Long is a guy that was like, hey Jericho, get out of there. I mean, everybody does all kinds of, you know, if you're not a, if you're not a wrestler, you you often get put on doing a lot of things. Refs do a lot of shit. 
or you know, and a lot of people have refed in their day, so it's it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a fast paced match. Um, you know, they wrestled their asses off, and I mean, in a way, if you watch the whole thing, you could argue that this is match of the night, um, just because there's these. This is when Kane could still really go. Uh, this is Jericho in his prime. Because this is before he was talking mask, Kane, right? Yes. He was still spooky. Mouthless. He was still spooky, and, you know, and yeah, he was. He's in that post-Undertaker period. Yeah. But, uh. And he could still go. Like, it's funny, because, like, he went at a pretty fast pace for such a big guy. Yeah. Well, um, you know. And, you know, Jericho ends up sneaking the win because you think that Kane might have you know he reached underneath the set to kind of show like i'm i'm still going and then he just shoved some shit on him mm-hmm. uh billy gunn and chris <laughs> who <laughs> billy gunn billy and gunn, censored billy gunn in an intercontinental championship match oh with who chris who 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 um chris benoit so this was actually Benoit pulled a good match out of Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn was never terrible. It's just all the best stuff he did was part of a was it was an entertainment act. He was never a hellacious worker, you know. And yeah. whatever. And the ending really puts over Benoit strong. And I mean, they really tried to drive home this point that you know Benoit is the he's a killer Dean Malenko you know well they had they had plans on him to make him a big big deal so you know it took a couple of years for him to to get to that point but they they clearly liked they liked Benoit so here we go have the title have, yeah the it, IC title because it ain't it ain't really doing a whole hell of a lot around the waist of the one Billy Gunn hell no it isn't well and then so you know that was the piss break. Or no, that wasn't the piss. There was a no. There was a ladies match after this, wasn't there? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, there was a ladies match that that didn't get any time on that card, and we are not going to give it any time here because I'm just we're all well, here for the main event. It was it was Trish Stratus before she was really good to go. Ivory yeah. comes back after her China nonsense, and uh, and she steals a win. And you know, Molly when, Holly before all that stuff. Yeah, so. and yeah. Molly Holly was the one that was supposed to look like she was going to win and then she didn't oh yeah so main event time so main event this was a hell in a cell match that they had been building up all fucking night between Kurt Angle Steve Austin The Rock The Undertaker Triple H and Rikishi (gasps) um so this was a whole lot of shit happening at once I imagine that this was probably an amazing match just to be in the audience for. Because there's so much nonsense going on. I mean, that's that's what kind of shocked me, because this is at the this height of Vince's coming out with his stooges, Briscoe and Patterson, and they're like, pull out the dump truck, tear down the cage, and then Mick Foley comes out and he's like, you're not tearing down the cage, we're going to do this, and then Vince gets carried away, and you have six of the, six of the biggest... Did you see what I did there? Six of mm-hmm. the biggest stars in the company. Rikishi's a large man. Well, and also, uh, this, so four of the biggest stars in the company and Rikishi and Triple H. And also Triple H. Yes. <laughs> uh, fighting, fighting in this ring and all this bullshit's going around. And then this is, 
This was not the debut of Hell in the Cell. It had been around for a few years at this point, but this is like, you know, it was the not, it hadn't been around for a decade plus like it is now. The novelty mm-hmm. wasn't completely gone. Um, so it was just so much nonsense and shit was coming around. It was weird. Yeah, and this one had a sick bump in it. So they get on top of the cage and... Uh, there's quite a brawl happening. Everybody's fucking bleeding. They'd been fighting on top of cars. They had been, you know, scraping their faces against the cage. But everybody climbs up there, and they end up, uh, you know, where The Rock and Steve Austin and H fight where they get out, you know, and back into the ring, and they take their fight there. There's while, blood and guts and nonsense. Yeah. And, and Angle kind of sneaks off, and you don't really see where he is. You're like, where the hell is Kurt Angle? Um, but A, you, we have a Undertaker and Rikishi still on top of the cage, and they're fighting and fighting and fighting. And they there's fight. two things, there's two fights they happening fight. at once because you have the guys in the ring who are going. And they're going hard still. And then you have Taker and Rikishi up there. Finally, Taker sets up a choke slam to throw him off the top of the cage and into the back of the dump truck filled with sawdust. Inexplicably filled with a crash pad covered by sawdust. <laughs> so, you know, again, wrestling is all about contrivances. And it's contrived, but you get to see a large man jump from like 20 how tall is that fucking cage 20 30 feet yeah onto a big crash pad inside a truck it was still a cool scene and everyone sells it in the ring which was kind of nice there's like all these shots of uh austin and rock slack jawed and like oh my god because the whole story is like foley's there vince wants to shut it down because somebody's gonna get hurt Steph's going to shut that down because Triple H is going to get hurt because it's that that this is the the prime of that McMahon Helmsley storyline from that era with feuding with Foley and all that shit. So um, big bumps, big bumps, and uh, there's a big finisher rush at the end. Everyone's like fighting and plunder and all that great shit. Um, and then Angle sneaks out a win because. Yeah. Um, what was it? What was it? Uh, somebody hits Angle with their finish, and then what is it? Somebody hits Austin, and then Rock gets taken out or something, and blah blah blah. Basically, everyone's down, and Angle's the only guy that can crawl over and put his hand on the Rock's shoulders. And so, um, yeah, the Rock just took a Stone Cold Stunner, so Angle yeah, just was. crawls over and then yeah. uh, puts his hand over the Rock, and then Angle, that counted as a pin. Angle takes a Rock bottom. Rock takes a stunner, and then Triple H blindsides Stone Cold and can't stop the pin. So, I mean, it's a cool and fun, and I mean, I knew that spot. I knew that this was going to be the Rikishi big spot off the thing uh, when they were flirting with trying to see how he'd float in the main event. And um, But the whole match, you see all these... I mean, when The Rock and Steve Austin face off, like, the crowd's going nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, even though they had seen this numerous fucking times. Yeah, they were still two of the biggest names. Like, they still just loved watching those guys fight. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's pretty much Armageddon 2000. Oh, and The Undertaker was a biker and came out to Limp Biscuit. So yes, he did. If you'll pardon me for one second. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Oh, 
Mark, you silly boy. Why did they ever think that was a good idea? Hey, Mark, listen. Listen, we love what you're doing with The Undertaker. It's great. You're an Old West mortician or some kind of satanic priest. I don't know. It's great. You've got one of the greatest gimmicks ever in history. But you know what we like better is not gimmicks. So, hmm, what do you want to do? Who's The Undertaker to you if he's literally not anything that we've established about The Undertaker before? Hmm, well, uh, I like motorcycles. Great! I love it. Uh, I probably think Limp Biscuit's cool. I love it. I have no idea who they are. <laughs> I don't know what a Limp Biscuit is or what it tastes like, but it sounds delicious. All right, good. Uh, can I have a really dumb hair braid? You know what? For you, <laughs> anything. Anything, Mark. All right. Yeah, it yeah, this it was it was a very special time in wrestling. Things were it was the beginning of the yeah. end, folks. And this is pre uh Triple H having the Motorhead music. Still had music with the same riff, but it was uh it was I mean, but this is pre uh Finger 11 for Kane. This is pre uh whoever played Benoit's music. Our Lady Peace. <laughs> I was like, is it also Finger 11? Is, is, that, is it still Finger 11? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Our Lady Peace. Yeah, it is Our Lady Peace. I'm so disappointed because we'll never hear whatever by those guys again because that was a good theme. That was... But I also like Slow Chemical by Finger 11. So, you know, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, these times, these times they are changing. Speaking of which... Uh, I guess we'll, uh, change on out of here. I guess. Um, so, um, yeah, thanks for bearing with us. We've, again, I've had a little, <laughs> it's been a hell of a month, uh, with your, with your pal Zach here. Um, we're going to be getting on the weekly schedule again. We're kind of offset. We'll be talking about that everything that happened this week starting next week. We'll, uh... We'll we'll get back on on the week uh, the end of the week rotation here, you know at probably at the end of or the middle of next month. Give us a couple of episodes, um, and we'll be back to our regular output. Uh, we thank you for your patience. Pardon uh, our mess. Pretend like it's the year nineteen ninety nine, and there's a little stick man on this website on my little GeoCities Angel Fire website here. For my fan page of Sonic the Hedgehog that I totally had when I was 11. Gotta go fast! Chili dogs! Um, so, uh, this is Fight Forever, the most fanciful podcast on the internet. We're really sticking with that, aren't we? Yes, we are. Alright, done. I already trademarked it. Yep. Cool. And tell next week, everyone. Uh... Uh, I'm I'm calling. I'm try- I was trying to think of which show I could steal the tagline from, but uh, none of them. Yeah, no. F- why? Kiss your dad square on the uh um uh. That's my mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here. All right, we're out. Here's some music. <laughs>